Everybody that loves the Lord, say amen. Amen. If the Bible's go to 1 Thessalonians. In the New Testament of Paul's epistles, 1 Thessalonians. Aren't you glad that we had an apostle to the Gentiles? Amen. Never seen the Lord in his physical body on earth, but he's seen him in his glorified body in heaven. Amen. What we got is spiritual. Run that by you again. What we've got is spiritual. Amen. It's a heavenly kingdom. Sitting in the heavenly places. Hadn't the Lord been so good to us? Yes, sir. Amen. I appreciate Brother Langston and his family. They're just uh, they're just top shelf, you know. They're just top shelf. Way on up there. Brother Earl Hughes, old mountain preacher from Blue Ridge, uh, is centrical, but he used to say, it's, there's so high, I can't hardly see them. They're so high up there. And thank you, Brother Henderson, for your friendship to, to Brother Langston, to myself, the way God's used you in this bread basket to bring manna to this part of the world. The Lord, I've been praying for Brother Henderson. It's kind of a, amazing what's going on. The Lord's raising him up in this part of the country. It really is, raising him up. Missionaries and pastors and preachers and the camp meeting has taken on a whole nother level. And we appreciate it. Thank God for him and his family. Some of my dearest friends. And uh, getting to where some of you are just like, uh, getting to be like brothers. I bless the Lord for it. If I start naming names, I'll hurt feelings. And y'all know me, I just hate to hurt people's feelings. It's like a thing of mine to never hurt anybody's feelings. But uh, <laughs> love Brother Dowell too. I'm gonna tell you something. Him and his family. Uh, he's one of them brothers. You know him for five minutes, and you feel like you've known him for thirty years. Got that true spirit. And uh, I love all his kids. I just know I don't know which one it is. I get them all mixed up. When he's when Brother Turner's here and he's easier, I just hug them all. The blonde ones usually, and the darker, you know. Except Josiah, he's in Seraphina there. But it's a blessing. It's a blessing. You crouch boys back there. Y'all pick your wife out while you're here now. <laughs> I'm interested to see what them crouch boys are going to become, ain't you? It's going to be really, really good or really, really dangerous. Wesley, he's a little scary, you know. Amen. Brother Wesley, if you feel led to buy me any more ties, I like the white ones. I'm not saying you have to, but if the Lord leads you, you know what direction to go now. Been in church my whole life. I don't know anything else. All right, hasn't the Lord been good to us? I bless the Lord. Thank, thank God for His mercy. It's been a, it's been a preaching meeting so far. And there's a glory in there that other glories can't seem to touch, to be honest with you. Lord, we're thankful for Calvary. We're thankful for the grace of God. We're thankful for your mercies. Help me for a little while, Lord. Make preaching what you meant for it to be. Thank you for how the men had a special prayer over me and how, Lord, I thank you the strength, God. And I have full confidence you'll answer every prayer they prayed. How exciting that is, Lord. You're going to answer every one of their prayers. It's amazing. Now, God, help us, and I'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. All the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen.
The old country preachers used to pray for him back home in the hills. One of the prayers, they'd always say, anoint him afresh and anew. That's one thing they prayed. And then they'd pray, illuminate his mind. And, amen. The old boy got up in the pulpit one night. He said, oh, God, help Brother Dean. And he eliminate his mind. <laughs> and the Lord answered that prayer several times. <laughs> there wasn't much to eclipse there. It's just a little bit. It was wiped out, you know. I want to read some scriptures to you become precious to me in recent days. And the Lord wants to talk to us about our salvation tonight. You know, 2 Corinthians, don't turn there, but 2 Corinthians 13 said, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith or no. Prove your own selves. Make sure you're not a reprobate. That's what he said. And uh, Simon Peter said it over there in 2 Peter chapter 1. He said, make your calling and election sure. Now, I seem to have a ministry across the country at times of helping folks, especially those raised in this all their life, helping them have assurance. But I may try to go the other way tonight. It's in my heart. And uh, some, of you, some of you need to be saved. We need, we need a lot of folk to get saved in our churches. And the reason you need to get saved because you've never been born again. I heard a dear man, I, listen, I try to listen to preaching a lot in, uh, in my rooms especially. I try to either talk to preachers or talk to my wife or turn on preachers. And, and a dear man of God pointed out, I think it was Brother Lawson, my old preacher from Knoxville, Tennessee. And he said, you will never hear these liberal boys uh, the, the emerging church, the contemporary movement, uh, and some of the TV worship channels. You'll never hear them challenge anybody about the new birth. You'll never hear them discuss the new birth. And uh, I want to talk to y'all about that tonight. The Lord's given me this in recent days, and I feel led to preach it tonight. Well, it's been great liberty. It's been easy to preach this week. I've become one of my own favorite preachers this week. Some weeks I've dubbed myself, you're a lousy preacher. But man, this week, I've signed my own Bible twice. And uh, I may mark it out next week, but I've signed it this week. I've signed all y'all's on the front row when you wasn't looking in special prayer. I signed all your Bibles. I feel like you wanted me to at some point in the future. So I did it now. First Thessalonians 1. It'll be worth something one day. Or not. <laughs> Let's read First Thessalonians chapter 1. And I want to begin in verse 3. Well, let's read the whole chapter just to make the devil mad. What y'all think about that? Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus under the church of the Thessalonians. I landed there in 1994. Um. Some of you military probably been over around Greece and those parts. But I landed at, uh, and I remember looking out there and it said, Thessalonica. We never got off the plane. We landed and dropped some prisoners off. <laughs> that made me nervous when I found out that's what, but anyway. Uh, and then took off again 30 minutes. But I remember looking out there and said, Thessal Thessalonica. I was like, whoa! That means something. I can't remember why. <laughs> but, oh yeah, in my Bible. But uh, 
I'm in the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father. And in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father. And ain't you glad that there can be grace offered to you? And peace. Christmas is coming. Don't be a Roman Catholic, but be a real believer and rejoice in, in the unspeakable gift. I mean, really, and, and what them angels said that day, peace, goodwill, good tidings to all men. There's something to that. I may put that on a, that would look good on a Christmas card, but I, nobody's ever thought of that, I bet. Well, I'm offended by that. I mean, he must not observe Christmas. Verse 2. We'll be against it if you want to, whatever. I mean, Easter, boo. Verse 2. He's left the building. Hey, you want to vote on something? He's gone now. What do y'all want to do? I vote. Verse 2. <laughs> Let's double the evangelist's offer this week. All in favor, say aye. aye. Okay, it's done. We done. Treasure, take care of that. Hurry before he gets back. Verse 2. <laughs> we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Isn't it good just to be able to come to church and read the Bible? It's like taking a bath for your soul, the wash of the Lord. Verse 4, knowing, brethren beloved, your election of God. Knowing your election of God. I'm going to read the rest of this chapter. But I'm going to go ahead and give you my time. When other people are sure you're saved. Well, often hear people challenging on, on how you can be sure that you're saved. These Thessalonians, these, these Christians, they had such a testimony that other people were sure they were saved. Underline the word knowing. Knowing! Brethren, beloved, your election of God. For Lord, it happened a little while, and I'm not going to be long tonight. Y'all know I mean that in my heart. <laughs> no, brethren, I'm going to preach on when other people are sure you're saved. Let's keep reading. Better read until the pastor gets rid of his Christmas tree. <laughs> Verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you. <laughs> I'll tell y'all a funny story while he's fixing the sand. That friend of mine, big old guy, looked kind of like Brother Greg. He was that tall, that proportioned, and a good looking guy, Greg. Pastor, pastor in Alabama, come to the Redfield. And, uh, boy, we had a big meeting one night there at the Redfield. And, uh, somebody testified, give it up, scold. And he's a pastor of a church then. And he took that skull and that shout and thank God and just flung it way out in the field. And like later that night, three guys was like, that. was like, hey, they're from Kentucky. Leave them alone. But anyway, what was funny, he didn't give up. We all thought that he gave up dipping, but nobody knew he did. Well, it was one of the 16-year-old guys, that, like a bus kid that came with him. But we all misunderstood his testimony because he wasn't clear about it. We were all glad that the pastor gave up dipping. <laughs> what man 
Cerros is Buskies. He flung it out with a, Amen, Dan. Didn't know you built, but glad you got the victory tonight. That's great. Be careful when you testify on other people's behalf. Verse 5. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. As ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. You watch out for these old grump pop religious pots that are getting mad when the church gets happy. If you got the joy of the Holy Ghost, honey, you ain't going to be mad when other people get mad. With joy of the Holy Ghost. Verse 7. So that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to conquer is spread abroad. So that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves showed us what manner of entering in we had unto you. And how ye turned to God from ours. To serve the living and true God. And to wait for his son for them. Whom he raised from the dead. Even Jesus. Which delivered us from the wrath to come. For yourselves brethren know. Our entrance in unto you. That it was not in vain. Mm. Back in the years when I pastored, I, I marked that verse and wrote the name of my church next to it, put a happy face and exclamation points, used green ink, red ink, blue ink, black ink. And that, that just, isn't that good? Brother Henderson, your interest in the, in the camp, it was not in vain. Brother Langston, your interest in uh, Justin said, not in vain. Verse 2. But even after that, we had suffered before, were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi. Uh, we pay, though, if you're on the Lord's side, you're going to be shamefully entreated. They stripped our Savior naked in public and flogged him and called him a criminal, spit him, driven off his beard. And if they shamed him, they're going to try to shame us. And they didn't have any pride in accepting the cross the Father gave him. You and I ought not have any pride. We ought to be willing to be shamed. What's all this self-defense on social media? I'm pretty sure that's the opposite of how the Lord told us to act. Right. When we're attacked and we're persecuted when someone offends us. Pretty sure we're all supposed to go run and make a thousand comments defending ourselves. And this passive aggressive inadvertently just slipping in there. Sounding spiritual and still defending yourself. Help them right there. We were shamefully entreated, as you know, in Philippi. He said, we were bold, I'm in chapter 2, verse 2. We were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. For our exhortation was not of the sea, nor of unplanes, nor in God. Isn't it good when a preacher comes and his exhortation is not a deception thing? And it's not unclean? And it's not in God? But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak. Not as pleasing men, but God, which tried our hearts. 
Well, I couldn't read that there. But the Lord had that. I want to preach on this talk. When, when you're so saved that other people are sure that you're saved. Oh, I like my little thought. Do y'all like that? Verse 4 is our main text. Would you underline it? Knowing. And that's what Paul said. He said, I know something about y'all. I know y'all are real deal. That's what he said. Knowing, brother and beloved, you're the election of God. Well, here's when others can have confidence in your salvation. I'm going to give you six things, seven things. Well, I got another point while I was reading. Don't have a pen, but I'll All right. All right. Now, Paul had write down six things, and they're going to come right out of these scriptures. We're going to begin in verse 4. Paul had great confidence in, in their salvation. And it was authentic. It was genuine. It was the real deal. I wonder if what you got so real that other people are sure that you're saved. Y'all have to talk back to it. Can, can the Lord, can the apostle, can the preacher? Can other Christians, do you have such a testimony that other people know your election of God is real? <clears throat> well, here's how you do. Number one, it's in verse four. There's something, there's something of a clue in their title. Look at their title. No one. And look what he called them. Brethren. Yeah. Beloved. <laughs> All right, y'all gotta help me right there. What's first John say? He said, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we. Alright, y'all, all of us have that first John. You might have read it this year. I know it's at the end. We're getting close to December. I always gave up in, in Leviticus myself. <laughs> February, I quit reading the Bible every year for 20 straight years, but managed to read some of it. What does first John say? We know. That we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Well, y'all are like me. You never made it to first. <laughs> we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Well, good night. You got to know who they are if you're going to love them. Brother, if your spirit can't bear witness with somebody's spirit, then there's something wrong. Flock popped 
cut up the bottom of my hill. Rich man owns several farms throughout the United States. Up there in North Georgia, where we live in Catoosa County, right in the channel. There's a beautiful rolling hills, farm country. There's a wealthy man bought, I don't know how many hundreds of acres, but about a farm. And we've been watching real farming going on. They got hired hands live there with their family. New fences. They're killing bad stuff in the field, raising up real grass, got some bulls, and they've redone the barns. And, and I think he's paying to be friendly with all these ways when we go back. In America, if you're being friendly, usually you're being paid for it anymore. Help me now. And I'm not nice, don't even get paid for it. But anyway. The flock sheep. And one mile of the stop sign. Then go another mile and a half and run our main highway and head to So we come down that one big hill, stop sign, over red farm, and there's the sheep. Oh, for six months now, I've got a big flock. They're mine. Nobody knows that. He don't know it, and the people don't know it, but and I watch them and I get blessings every morning. When I'm home, run to Harvey's about six months and bring Jennifer and that COVID and extra butter jelly beans and talk to them. I'm a young man. I'm going to bring any corn salad. You want gravy and biscuits this morning or is that biscuits? Oh, you want to get me a biscuit? Uh -huh. I'll be teaching some parents in the morning. around with me. Oprah won't have a job in the Dr. Field. I don't feel it. Well, know something about them sheep. They're always together. Some of them, they got, they got, I don't know how many dozens of acres to roam over something, and they're always together. They're always together. And being the kid, they're like, where are the sheep today? Where are the sheep? They come around that thing, come around the trees, depending on which way we're Where are the sheep? They find them. And they're always together. And that's by choice. And that's by nature. I've never yet seen the sheep fighting each other. Sheep don't fight each other. Y'all want to have a head more sheep? I was raised up there. Fruit, hair, water, fruit, Christians, water, have Christians. Oh, that's what John 15 is even saying. Keep reading John 15 and keep getting further away from that. And there is a sense that we do bear fruit and it's touching other people's lives and helping other people to get saved. But I don't know if that's the text for. The old pastor told me, and there's children in here, we'll be careful again. He said, if you just leave sheep alone, there'll be more baby sheep in the world. Sheep do what sheep do. Yeah. And there'll be more sheep here in the morning. I watched that flock double. My flock and my sheep. Yeah. My hill. I don't own the hill or the sheep, but I find them. Millennial rain, that'll be mine. I took this in. I hollered shotgun. To Flocks double. Just talking about sheep for a minute. You'll never see sheep fighting with sheep. For all of us pastors and shepherds here, especially independent fundamental matters, but now we think we have to make everybody do everything they ever do. Old preacher said, if you leave the sheep, now if you, if you stay in the middle of them, aggravate and agitate, they'll never have a chance. 
They'll never have a chance. And it won't be no bad. You're in the middle of the spot all the time, stirring up something. The first piece will come. Sheep will act like sheep. And in a little while, there'll be more sheep. That little flock is dumb. I'll never see them fight each other. I see them love each other. And they're always together. They're always bunched up. Y'all ain't telling me. Three little subpoints won't tell my friends. They're living together. Underline the word beloved. They're loving together. Beloved. Beloved. You ain't in the church if y'all ain't having a love fest. It's called a feast in the Corinthians and in Jude. It's called a feast. Hey, y'all, we're supposed to be having a feast. Listen to this song. That ain't hippie language. That was Bible language before the hippies got it. Love feast. Do you know why this, you know the house to house verse in the book of Acts? That wasn't soul winners knocking on doors. That was Christians when the day's work was done. They'd stay with each other all night long, fellowshipping around the apostles' doctrine, having something together. And loving each other in fellowship because they were so excited about Jesus and about the doctrine and about this new way. They were so excited they couldn't stay out of each other's house. In church every night. They were living together. They were loving together. And in that election, they were longing together. That election. Election predestination. That is not a curse on sinners. That's a blessing on saints. Yeah, yeah. I ain't got time to run the Calvinistic trail and stomp that rabbit. Okay. I ain't got time for that. But election and election and election, election and predestination are future blessings promised for God's children. We ain't just been elected. I mean, if we was a candidate and elected, we've already won this thing. There's some candidate elects right now. And I love the debates. I love what oh, our big blonde hair, what he does, old, old fake Pocahontas, that's great stuff, man. I send her an ugly letter if I knew her address. I, I, I wanted one thousandth of the Chinese. I bet. Anyway, I'm a little honored you for it. There's an election in about three weeks. A lot of candidate elects. But me and you've done one to vote. Five seconds. The first mention of the word elect is in Isaiah 42. And it's Christ. Behold, my servant, mine elect, and whom I am well pleased. Does anyone know if I'm one of the elect? Are you in Christ? He's the elect. Law first mention. 17th, the Bible number of victory. There's 17 minutes of election in your scriptures. And so, this has to do with that we are the bride. We're engaged. We're the chosen ones. And we are heading home. We're heading to a wedding. And there's something about our title. We're brethren. We're beloved. We're elected. We live together. Good heaven. I'm from Georgia. Preachers from Oklahoma and me. I spend more time with them than I do all my cousins and all my brothers. Yeah. We live together. We love together. And we're longing together. 
We are the bride. We're heading to the world. This world is not our home. We gather together just to remind each other that we got another, another land coming, another city coming, another world coming. There's something that time. Unless you other people know you're saved. Number two is in verse five. Not only that gospel title, but in verse five, there are gospel traits. Mm. Verse five. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in what? Power! And in the what? Holy Ghost! And in what? Let's assurance. Those traits of genuine salvation. Hey, y'all, you know, Roman Catholics have word only. Hmm? They can tell you all day long about the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. Hmm? We're still looking to a mother in heaven and a father on earth, and that's, you know, that's a man's right there. Word only. Y'all look at me for a second. I don't want to spend much time here, but I want you to get it. So many Southern Baptists have a large worldly churches. And in the VBS, they make the press. Get all the toilet doors and make a profession. I am afraid that's word only. That's right. Amen. Also, my gospel came to y'all. It came in power. In the Holy Ghost. Much assurance. We need to be very careful in our independent fundamental Baptist churches. Over eager, shallow minded, what we call soul winners. Get every four-year-old in town to say a prayer and tell them they're saved. Y'all got to talk to me. I'm afraid that's word only. A friend of mine calls it red light religion. The time it takes to bring the light to turn red, right out there. I was in Uganda with a missionary. I rebuked it. We got into it pretty bad. Brother, he was running people through the Romans road, not even getting halfway to Rome. Literally, as we stopped at a traffic light, rolled his window down. An old boy came over trying to sell us something. Trying to sell us something. And he says to him, Romans 10, Romans 10. And in 30 seconds, he runs to the Romans and said, You're going to be saved? You're going to be saved? Say it now. Say it now or you'll go to hell. I nearly smacked the back of his head. He was older, man. Don't read nothing. If he'd been my age or younger, I would have. Yeah. I would have hit him hard, but I'd have smacked his head. He'd turn around. I said, What are you doing? I didn't smack his head, but I said, Hey! I said, what are you doing? He acted that way the whole time. He held everybody up in the corner. And one old man held up. Heard the man tell him three, the man told him three times he's already saved. He didn't hear him. He kept trying to push it on him. Say it now. You say this prayer now. I gotta go down to the next guy on the sidewalk. Say it now. Here, time. Where did he learn that? Right. I went off to Bible college. I was one of the better ones. I went in and had a great preacher. I don't know how he didn't know what was going on. His staff was all from a certain place and another certain place, and none of them believed the King James Bible. They spent all year long trying to break the scriptures. He, the great preacher, was always going preaching. I don't know more how they this connections. But they put me in a, uh, what we call, they had A, B, and C Sunday school. I ran 72 buses. 
Ran 72 buses every Sunday, brought in 2,500 kids. They put me in the afternoon. They were to say 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock Sunday school, and a 2 o'clock Sunday school. We were in the inner ghetto, Jacksonville, Florida, the black kid, out of the apartments project. Woo, you won't know that. Cocaine, crack, and hit the streets in the late 80s. They used to step over, I don't want to be gross, but this is the truth. You step over blood on the sidewalk when they'd have their shootings on. Friday night, Saturday night, knocking on them, all up and in them apartments and them projects. Now, this is a bad, bad, bad kind of guy. And uh, I loved him. I said, no. My partner was a little old short black guy from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was a go getter. He was a dynamite. He burned on both ends. He'd be bop, jump off, bounce, and that was just, you know, this is just the way he walked and talked. He was a great guy. He was intense. He loved the Lord. And uh, I helped him. They gave him one but then two, then three. Me and him, he's doing most of it. Uh, I was working hard, but it was his drive and his vision. They gave him three buses. We were bringing in 300 kids, just me and him. Gave him a fourth bus. Well, they gave me a Sunday school class. Ages five, six, and seven. Most of them not being ugly and being on their crack babies. Most of them didn't have nothing but their mama. And they couldn't sit still for 10 seconds. Couldn't well, I welcomed it. I grabbed a microphone and said, 300 kids. And I preached the gospel. I had a good time doing it. Then dismissed. And then the next Sunday, I preached the gospel. And I give an invitation like I would if I was in church. Little boy came from here, little girl came from there, came up to me, looking at me. I said, Why'd you come? Well, I don't know. Don't be saved. Let's, let's sit down and talk about it. Pray with me. Third Sunday, I got called in the office. And I'll skip the story and tell you the story. I'll skip the long story and give you the bottom line. They said to me, you're messing our numbers up. We're averaging 60 salvations every Sunday out of your class. Since you've been in there, we've had three kids get saved. We're averaging 60 a Sunday. You bumped our church average of weekly professions down in half. Half of our professions, about 100 a Sunday. Half of them come from your class of five, six, seven-year-old little black kids out of the ghetto. That couldn't have it. was unbelievable how high the, the world was how high the world. They said, we're getting 60 or something. I said, ain't got two or three hundred in there. Like in five Sundays, you got them all saved. So how do you get 60 or Sunday every Sunday? For 52 weeks. Yeah. I said, I ain't going to do that. Come on. I wasn't smart enough. I, I wasn't prepared. I, I didn't. I didn't know what to say. What are y'all talking about? I said, I'm preaching. If somebody wants to get saved, I pray with them. I could get all 300 to stand up, walk across the thing over to the council room and get them all. That's what they were doing. 
said a general prayer and had them all repeated and taken off and bust them immediately to the baptistry. Four men, dump them, dump them, dump them, put them on the bus and take them back. They said, now, I'm going to say something to you. I don't want no little young and blood on my hand, right? making them a twofold child of hell. Telling them they are saved. Ain't nobody but the Lord to tell you you're saved. I said, well, just think, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't know how to do what, whatever you're talking about. We'll say something else. I hate to be a part of a gospel that is in word only. Yeah. I want to know something about power. Yeah. I want to know something about the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I want to know something about much assurance. <laughs> All three of my kids are saved now. All three of them got saved. Two of them we didn't know about until later. Just found out Kendall got saved. She got saved, but then she got there. Kendall, a nine-year-old. She got saved at Mark Strauss team camp. One night when she walked down the aisle. We seen her go. She walked down, sitting in the back, you know, Jennifer sits in the back. And here came Kendall, and she walked all the way down the back and prayed and come back. What was that in July? So this is October, back in September. We baptized Chloe. Baptized Chloe. And on the way home, Kendall said, well, I'm not getting baptized. <laughs> uh, maybe you get saved. She said, I got saved. <laughs> and when did you get saved? Just say to Mark Strathfield, you saw me go down there and get saved. Well, she's there. She's honoring. She's me and a little girl's body. It's dangerous, people. Don't pray. Pray for our whole neighborhood. Pray for Jennifer. She's the boss. She's the baby. And she's the boss. We get a whip her. And she'll cry and repent and then turn around and straighten the whole house out. Take back over again. And feel this scary. He said, Y'all oh, there when I got saved. You didn't see me go there and get saved. Don't for my youngest to tell me they got saved, not for me to tell them they got saved. But you'll understand this. I don't want to use the word high powered. I don't know what single version I use. I'm an evangelist. I'm God's man sent to the churches, and there's many of good God's men. But my youngest. What if your daddy was a well-traveled preacher who preached every night in powerful meetings? Would there be some kind of pressure? And the only thing I never wanted, I never wanted to mess with none of my kids' salvation. I want them to have their own testimony. And they want to be my story. I want to be their story. She prayed for herself to get saved for about a year. She'd go to her little bedroom. She said, Daddy, I'll pray out the window. I said, So did that. Thank you, sir. She'd give an altar call. We'd have our family altar. Give prayer requests. And she'd say, Don't pray for this work. She's praying for herself to get saved. I imagine that, you know, she's going to figure out a little while that she can actually ask to be saved.
I brother my youngest know something about power, the Holy Ghost, Amen. and a bunch of scripture. <laughs> little Conrad Hanks got in there and prayed with her. He didn't know what was going on. He came in there and prayed with her. And she still got saved. It was the new reason. Chris Hanks. But, uh, yeah. Independent Baptists were pretty bad at about this one, two, three repeat after me. There have been times in my ministry I have bumped into low hanging fruit, bumped right into it, it was so ripe, touched it and fell off. There are times, there have been a few times in my ministry, bump into somebody, you can do this in no time. But it didn't happen in our little teen settings. There's been something going on, somebody been sold, somebody been planted, somebody been watering, somebody God had been doing the work. All right, there's gospel traits. You know something about power? Oh, yeah, if your gospel came to you in word only, five year olds can get saved. But not when their mama prays the prayer for them and tells them they got saved. Mama can't put them under conviction, mama can't draw them out of that birth canal. Mama can't say the prayer for them. Mama can't give them a church of salvation. Y'all show them 1 John 5 all you want to until the word's in their heart. It won't mean nothing in their head. Y'all help me now. You better trust the Lord. You better have a gospel that comes in, in power, in the Holy Ghost, and in a bunch of shit. Southern Baptists could do their crafts and their VBS and tell all the 12 year olds they got saved. Independents have over eager, shallow minded Bible college graduates going to children's church and tell all and everybody gets saved before age seven. And I doubt many of them even, even have a clue what went on. That's right. And you say, well, any question, you're talking to their head and they're answering it. <laughs> you better have something coming with power. Much assurance and the Holy Ghost. Amen. I understand when you run buses, you've got to do something special. But I believe in having church. There's something wrong when your church is doing so much you can't have church. You need to put all other stuff just have church. I do. There's a lot of action, but not much unction. There's a lot of action that they call it over eager, shallow mind the Bible call graduates feel good about their religion because they get so much. Sit down and do nothing and let God do so much. Yeah. Yes, I'm telling you, I'm grinding an act. So the Baptist, independent Baptist, and we got all these contemporary boys. That's right. Mass altar calls. Right there where you're at, I'll say in prayer. You say it in your heart. Yeah. Billy Gray of life tactics. I'm trying to build and I'm trying to pick a fight. I'm telling you, if your gospel came in the word only, right. I got I, I got plumb angry in the Holy Ghost about three weeks ago. Four twenty-four-year-old girls trying to come to God. They were over trained around me. They intercepted her and took her outside. She had a conversation with a woman for 45 minutes. That poor girl was trying to come to God. 
I've seen that woman out of game tackle behind the knees and get her out. 24 year old, old rough boy, come out of a life of drugs. Mama overdosed when he was 10. Never had his daddy, grew up in the streets. Got a degree, another degree in chemical engineering, but tattooed his body up and, and heroin his life away. He got saved. He got saved. Trying to serve God. And he brought this 24 year old girl. And she sat under a priest like this. And with tears flowing, she come out of there without knowing much about what to do. She come out of there and come down there. Oh, she was fixed to hit that altar and have a collision with God. Really? Here come the train off of her. Leave the building. Leave God. Leave the altar. Leave the presence of the Holy Ghost. Go out in the side room and talk and let the train worker talk for 45 minutes.
Gretchen was her name. The next morning, she floated in that <laughs> And ran in 21 years. She moved to the front and glowed. You had to put on sunglasses, expensive ones. Not no cheap ones. Mm. She glowed. Old rough boy got saved over in Lake City. He'd been in. Same kind of gang activity. Didn't have no home life raised up in the house. He got saved. Preacher boy. And I told him, I said, I want you to sit down there the rest of the week. Just talk to her. You've been there. You know what she's fixing to go through. The devils, the old friends, the old hats. And uh, boy, he did. He sat with her and talked to her. See, then it's time to talk to her. Somebody talked to her for six months. Time to get saved is something you can't do. Amen. So I got to show the two verses on the shelf. Look at number seven. Really? Did you know that one? Wow. The number is four in the Trinity. That would be a quadrinity, wouldn't it? Oh, wrong word, eh? That would be a quadrinity. You're doing God's work, eh? Saving people and then giving them a witness. Amazing. Put my house. It's terrible. Mm. Y'all see this? I got seven points. I'm only on the second one. It's gospel trends. How? Can little children get saved? Yeah. A little kinder bell. Nine. Been praying for herself to get saved. The Lord answered that prayer. Her little heart, God got on her, taking care. We remember her all the time she asked permission. She ain't scared now. She actually likes to be in front of me. She's going to be all the way. Go to the altar one time in John Dorsey's camp and walk and see it so practice. She told him what would sit. And she had told him before the service, I'm going to go to the altar. I said, good place to hang out then. So I sit up there with Brother Dorsey and Brother Strap. She'd come out of the back and come down. I see them through the bed. She loved Brother Strap. She looked at him. And I went back. And I go around. She better get saved. She's going to start her own religion somewhere. Mary Ann Yeah. Holy Ghost. Power. Must you share? All three of my children have told us. In their own time, their own turn, came told us they were saved. Praise God. They never were. Bless them. Told them. Kendall. I got a feeling. She ain't going to be down hers. She'll be down yours. She's kind of hard. She'll be telling you, you ain't saved. Mm. Well, I don't think I need to go any further. There's a lot of things in here. But, uh, I know you appreciate the study. But can you do it 60 seconds? You want to take notes? Go home study. Hurry now. Verse 4. 
They get confidence in their salvation because of their gospel time. I'm not going to preach these, but I want to give you the study so you can go look at it. Number two, the nine's in verse five because of the gospel traits. Their salvation came from those three things. But in verse six, you became followers of us. I'll tell you how some other people can know you're saved because of the trail, the gospel trail that you get up became followers. Follow me. Now, oh, there's three subpoints here. Y'all want real fast. Three things you'll follow when you follow the Lord. He said, became followers of us and of the Lord. And the third thing is in chapter 2, verse 14, you became followers of the churches of God. Wow! That Bible preach, they got to make up no sermons. Three things you'll follow when you get saved. You follow your preacher. And this is going to be a right here, brother. Ooh, I, I'm not in my church other than that. They got their hackers all over there. I mean, they, they were breaking out the shingles while I was preaching. Yeah? I was up in the Tennessee Hills one And they all looked smarter than their pastor over there. They started four churches, killed seven churches. Helping that experts. When I showed them the Bible order, they didn't go back in. <laughs> Also, you followed us, then you followed the Lord. Yeah. That experience left for some of you, I'm sorry, it's scriptural. Praise and then you came out of the churches of God. He said, Y'all stayed in the right church. Y'all stayed in church. You followed the church. Amen. Well, you think followers of us and then of the Lord. Why do you think you got to follow? There's some beautiful feet walking your life one day. That's what they hear without a preacher. Y'all are not helping That's what they hear without a preacher. Paul said, Look what you be followers of me as I follow Christ. As I follow Christ. I'm sorry he said, Follow up. You became followers of us, the apostle, and then of the Lord. That just takes spiritual or something. I follow the Lord. I follow no man. Wow, that's not the country song. Right, we'll sing it. It's been named Bible. Come on. So I got to think it, but I didn't even like it. Man, the Lord should have come first. Said I to the Lord. Good morning. He said, Would you like to write your own Bible? No, I think yours. He put us, he put. People follow their preacher before they follow the Lord. And then the Lord smacked up twice and says, This had you to find out where I was. Yeah, it was Ron Beers. It was Clay Beers. It was Lord Jesus. It was Danny Williams. Showed you where I was. Amen. I said, okay, We'll use your Bible. We'll say your Bible. That King Dean version, you wouldn't heard that anyway. That KDB just didn't have a ring to it. He's not the Pope. He's not a dictator. If he's a good man, God, he'll be called a dictator about twice a month by all the rebels on reprobates. Amen. If your preacher ain't been called a dictator this year, then he ain't doing good and he's too nice. Well, Mike's nice by nature anyway. 
I don't even hardly like it. He's so nice. I don't like nice people. Nice, curious, kind. I just want to punch him sometimes. Could you not be nice for one day? Does he ever play ball with him and get, yeah, man scored 140 points one night. He's got something in there. He's scared. I don't like skinny people either. <laughs> Sister, does he ever wake up grouchy and rip down and we'll talk later. We'll have a council session later for four or five minutes. Followers of us and of the Lord. You still won't slaughter them. I'm 49. That's not old unless you're young. <laughs> if you're 16, I was 16 years thinking, wow, brother, they may die next year. <laughs> but all you around age 70, things are overstanding. Nothing. 
man. The more embarrassing, the more particular I get. It's just funny to me. I have no shame. My kids are like, oh, dad. My third time around the lane. Yeah, I may buy some of this, but I'm not sure. We walk over here and I want a sample of a good tomorrow. I'm here for the sample. Y'all said they were free. Y'all said I'll sue Sam. Y'all said they were free. My wife, she doesn't get embarrassed. She's like, take both. Take both. I'm like, I don't know, man. Seven more of them. Yeah, come on, this plate. I have cousins. They may come down here and buy some. Like a sample. They're free. You ought to be a free sample of Christ. Amen. Leave in your presence what kind of taste is left in your soul. It ought to be the sweetness of Christ. It ought to be the truth. Anyway, there's that gospel taste. And then in verse 8, there's that gospel testimony. The word of the Lord sounded out in your place, your faith spread abroad. In verse 9, there's that gospel turning. How mm. you turn to God. Repent! Say, well, to turn, you're still going the same direction you were going before. And then that last verse 10 is that gospel trumpet. I'm going to tell you how people know you're saved. You're looking for the skies. You're looking for the Savior. You're waiting for something from heaven. You're looking for another world. You're waiting on that trumpet. Our heads are down. I want us all to stay.